Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is actress and friend Kirsten Warren. She's also the wife of Kirk Acevedo, who's been on the show multiple times. I love them. I love both of them. She is just the sweetest woman in the world to quote the movie Raising Arizona. She's just an angel straight from heaven. (laughs) Anyway, before we get into it. The Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup, and don't forget you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Kirsten Warren. Welcome back to the show, Kirsten. Hi, thank you for having me back to the show. Of can course, we? you know I've been pestering you. No, you haven't. It's just weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> I have an infection in my jaw. <laughs> oh. I got the worst. Like, I had to be on antibiotics. It's so boring. Anyway, we're all good, and I'm here, and I'm happy to be here. How well, are you? I'm okay. I'm just like, I, you know, when off, uh, off mic, I said, I'm just trying to survive, and I am. So, and that's, you know what? Part of the reason I want you on the show is because even even though we're going to touch on some politics, I just, you are such a, a sweet, loving person, and, and you're fun, and I want somebody who's very positive to talk to these days, you know? It's just course, hard times, hard totally times. I totally understand, and <laughs> I heard the most fascinating thing. I don't know who I was talking to, but they were quoting a hostage negotiator huh. who has, like, either a documentary or a book or something, and they were quoting them, and I need to find it and track it down because it so resonated with me. Hmm. And he said, what breaks through all the bullshit, all the anger, all the everything in a hostage negotiation is the absolute honest truth. Hmm. If you're very honest with people about mm-hmm. where you are in your day, in your life, mm-hmm. they hear that mm-hmm. and they, you, they can respond to it. And I, so I like to think that that's what I do. It's not... You know, and I'm not I'm not a super nice person. I'm more of a reciprocator, you know. If you're nice, I'm lovely. If you're awful, right. hey. <laughs> you know? but, but I like finding people that I feel like can hold their hand a little bit mm-hmm. because I can do that. And it mm-hmm. feels good to do anything that mm-hmm. helps these days. I feel like that helps. Yeah. Someone you can just hear it you can hear the absolute honesty of some people's emotional devastation Mm -hmm. you can see they're following it isn't great you can see Mm -hmm. that they're not doing well and it's just nice to be able to reach out and really mean it Mm -hmm. and talk to them and and you know say i'm here i can listen that's all most people want is to be heard and to know that you understand and that they're understood that's true and i mean and you know not not to make you feel uncomfortable with compliments or anything uh, but but it does i mean it, it the energy that you put out just on twitter uh, it is it's important and it does it, it helps me because like when i see you reaching out and and letting someone else know hey i i'm here if you need me um it affects me and it affects me in a positive way and it makes me think about how i interact because you know i'm extremely sarcastic and i can be very profane and all that um mm-hmm. which i know you're used to <laughs> Because you're married to a profane man. Um, oh, my God. I mean, the things that came out of his mouth when she was little, and I had to take him aside. My friend, you cannot pick up your phone and say to your friend, 
what you just said because she's going to be called into the office and you're going to be away on location and guess who gets to take that meeting you know stop it oh my god that's so funny but you you know regardless of what you say I mean you are nice and you you are actually what you are is love and it comes off so yeah, if somebody's going to give you shit, then you're going to not take it, and you shouldn't take it, but you put out love, and I think that's, without sounding, um, I don't know what the word is, cliche or, you know, saccharine, sweet or anything, it's so important right now, because there's so much division, there's so much hate, and the accounts, like, for instance, there's Danny Duran, or Danny Duraney, and, you know, he's always, (laughs) he's, He's so cute and sweet, and he's always putting out positive things, and that's the point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's like, it's it's extremely important right now because we're all just... Well, then the only time I get, you know, like, <laughs> my ruffles in a fluffle is to show people how to also stand up for myself because I can do it really well. I yeah. don't go find my Puerto Rican brown puppy from the Bronx husband to, to defend <laughs> I can do it. And yet to just show them how to, you know, no, no, stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't let them, especially when it's just absolute lies. And mm-hmm. well, why should we listen to you? You're a failed actor. Right. Why? <laughs> you know? Don't make me go get my SAG Award nomination because I will. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. But it's like what people think they can just say something and makes it true. Right. You know? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, and, and they I love don't to... to follow my leader in that regard by just saying, "No, no, you can't have that." <laughs> oh my God! Okay, so let's just fo- what are what's going on with you? The last time we talked, I know you were. Um, I think it was whether it was the first or the second show that you were on. You were talking about the fact that yeah, as women age in Hollywood, there are fewer roles and there are fewer opportunities. And mm-hmm. now that there's COVID, because I was also talking to actress Amanda Wiss, and she, you know, of mm-hmm. course she was saying the same thing. And now that you're uh, dealing, you've got COVID in in the picture. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, that's changing it. Also, so how is it for you out there? What's going on? <laughs> It sucks mightily, mm-hmm. professionally. Mm-hmm. It just does. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you can only operate in the world as you find it. Mm-hmm. And it is that way for most all of us, yes. especially, you know, middle-aged, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. squishy-aged. I find that Hollywood will write everything for 30-year-olds mm-hmm. or older women, mature women, but stars. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm not going to take any job away from Jean Smart mm-hmm. or Meryl Streep, and they get they get fabulous roles. But then, aside from them, everybody else seems to be still seem to be when when they think of just that working actor, and they're gonna write a role. It's traditionally not for fifty mm-hmm. something year olds because we've been taught to think that fifty something year olds aren't attractive, mm-hmm. or they're not appealing, or they're not they've been sidelined. Mm-hmm. Feels that way. Right. In the scripts that I read, you know, wow. um, and I always have to make a decision when I'm reading for something that's like 56, which is my age. Mm-hmm. Do I put on a gray wig? Like, <laughs> right. I do? do I put an apron on with coupons sticking out of the pocket? <laughs> I don't know what you think of us, but I know it's not as I walk around the world, how people experience no. me. It's not my fault that right. I don't fit your who you think a 56-year-old woman should be or look like. Yeah. I don't know with that. Yeah, and every generation, it seems like, you know, we get we look younger um, than our than the previous generation for whatever reason, whether it's, it's how we're dressing or our hairstyles or vitamins or whatever. But, I mean, you know, my grandmother at 50 looked like an old lady. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. she had the wrinkles and everything. And, I mean, granted, some, there you know, wrinkles often are hereditary and, and how your skin is and how much you've been in the sun mm-hmm. and if you smoked and all that. But still, it's like, I mean, I'm really fortunate because I have extremely white skin and yeah. I have been out in the sun, not too, too much, but I've smoked and I've done all these stupid, th- you know, but I got good genes. I got the genes from my mom's side because my dad, her, her, my grandmother was, that's when she was 50, she looked old. And right. but our generation, like, it just seems like each generation keeps getting younger looking as they age and so to to think about 
a woman in her 50s, you know, with, with the gray hair, apron, old lady stance. It's like nobody I know looks like that in their 50s. No, I know, I know, I know. I think it's exercise and mindset and mm-hmm. then also just tools. I mean, mm-hmm. we keep advancing. Mm-hmm. My hair when I grew up was absolutely unmanageable with its texture. I think mm-hmm. I talked about I have like an Irish orphan afro. <laughs> and, and I've likened it unto what Nicole Kidman would look like without money. with no money Nicole Kidman said that's my hair Right. so when I grew up my mom didn't know what to do with it my sister had this Norwegian Danish Swedish blonde thing and so did my mom it was easy with a brush she didn't know what to do with mine Hmm. that if you brushed it it would just go Mm -hmm. (laughs) take off you know like cotton candy bush (laughs) and then so all she knew was to like keep it short so but now we have heat and we mm-hmm. have implements and, and straightening iron or acrylic. Yeah. We have everything. And it's all about that boar bristle brush and yes. a blow dryer <laughs> and red cut. And I can do anything. And I, now I love my hair because it has body underneath right. there. So it doesn't just hang flat. So I think a lot of it is technology. Yeah. And then I think a lot of it is giving up. Yeah. Like if True. your looks and how you express yourself and when you feel vital, you mm-hmm. should be constantly evolving and changing and not giving up. I have felt myself give up mm-hmm. over the pandemic and then pick myself up again. Right. You know, but like just seriously, I mean, wearing what was within reach radius of the bed. for like, <laughs> Where are you going? I need things to look forward to, to, yeah. to. To, to kind of spur you on to, yeah, I'm going to work out. I'm going to, I mean, I, I gained my pandemic 20. I know that, but I don't care. I'll lose it too if I want to. Right. I think I've lost five of it. It's up and down and up and down, but I just hate that we're all so held to mm-hmm. what you look like in a mm-hmm. picture. Yeah. When you know what? Ain't nobody paying me for what I look like in a picture. And mm-hmm. all you commenting never, ever got paid for what you looked like in a picture. So <laughs> calm down. You know, enjoy your dinner. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so, I mean, so true. I, you know, the funny thing is, I, I'm not going to get into this too much because my listeners know. But I didn't gain weight in the pandemic. I gained weight because I was taking estrogen and I was unable to lose weight for basically six years. I finally went off estrogen and there's such a long story to it, but I went off and now I'm starting to lose the weight and I don't know how long it's going to take because now I can actually see, I would attempt to lose weight over and over and over and over and I would like hardcore be in it for like a month and a half and I would do all the hardcore shit that when I was young and I know that when you're older, you don't lose it as quickly, but still you can lose it. I wasn't losing it. I gained weight after being like seriously killing myself for a month and a half. And then I would have more fat and I'm like, Ugh! and so yeah, that's, hormone, that's hormone stuff. Did you yes. end your thyroid? You can check your thyroid. I, ha- I checked thyroid. my thyroid. It's, everything. it's all fucking estrogen. And, you uh-huh. know, and I know, I, I know just because nobody told me, but based on what the symptoms are, when I was younger, I always had a difficult time with my hormones and I was estrogen dominant and uh-huh. I just didn't know that. So if, if I would have known that when I was younger and just done a few things differently, I could have had a much better, easier time than I did. But, you know, now that I'm older and I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm past menopause, um, it's just been the most excruciating experience to carry this extra weight. And the funny thing is, is it's like you mentioned, you just want to go out and, you know, have things to look forward to. I actually have had, you know, it's funny, John Fugelsang was on my show and he said that he got mono and, and I think it was like in 2019. So he was almost grateful for the uh, pandemic because it gave him a chance to rest because he was working through his mono. And I feel like even though I would never, I hate this fucking pandemic and I wish we never had it. it. I used it as an excuse. It was like, good, I can hide. I can hide from the world and nobody's going to see my big fat body. <laughs> so it's like, um, I'm fortunate that my boyfriend is, he loves me no matter what, but because if he didn't, I don't think I would be able to handle if he, you know, had negative views about my, my weight. Um, mm-hmm. It would, I just wouldn't be able to handle it. But now yeah, I'm yeah. finally on and, the- and that being said, I mean, yes, I'm married to a Latin man, so that helps too, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. but, but someone who's like 
a major athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so is mine. <laughs> Come on. Are you really running eight miles when there's like the cat donuts right there? You know, like, like, I'll be here and you'll be there. We'll meet yeah, I know, Bob. Now it's cycle time because he's a cyclist. So it was so funny because he went out and he cycled the other day and it was pretty hot. And, you know, he's this huge strapping 6'4 muscular man. And he comes oh. in and he's just completely sweaty. And he sat down at his desk, and I, I think I went into his office like 10 minutes later, and he was still sitting there sweating, going, oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. I work out, but he, you know, he lifts, and he cycles, and he, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't run. But, yeah, it's the same deal. So all this time, while I've been struggling with feeling fat and everything, he's just been lean and muscular. And, mm-hmm. I mean, but the main thing is I'm not jealous. get tinier. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll be doing my little workout, my ballet-based body sculpting thing, and Kirk will walk through, and he says he's being funny, but I call it mocking me, like, get out. You know, and he tries to, like, do the exercises, right. but he's, he's not flexible at all, so we all have our strength. Right. I just miss my ex-gymnastic body prowess like yeah. i want the tricks back i want to do a round off flip flop flip flop flip flop you know i want to be yeah. able to do that again but yeah. ah, boobs know. <laughs> just like you know throws off that whole weight to strength body ratio but i have been getting my my bridges back you know like pushing mm-hmm. up into a bridge and oh, working right. those upper back muscles and yeah. that's fun then i'll kick over and you know small <laughs> goals small goals yeah well it's what keeps us going so, okay, now I want to ask you about your daughter because, um, uh, oh, my God. First of all, she's so gorgeous, and she, she's an actress, too. I have so many questions about her, but she's got this school that she's going to in England. Kirk told us about it. I know you guys posted, but tell us again. Okay, Scarlett got into a program at RADA, and at the Royal Academy, Dramatic Arts. Her, wow. her acceptance letter came, like, from the Queen and wow. Sir Kenneth Branagh. Wow, that's so <laughs> like, cool. It was just really funny and when I when I tweeted about it and talked about it I think I misspelled Sir Kenneth Brown's name <laughs> I've also told people about it and in auto text called him Sue <laughs> I'm, sure he, like, I'm sure he doesn't see any of it right. so it's not affect him but oh how I laughed that made me that gave me giggles for just days so she's going over there to do a program and it's very exciting and it's you know, it's just out of her element. And mm-hmm. true to Scarlet form, she only applied to one program. <laughs> and that was and she it. got it. So, you know, that was just super cute. And I'm, I'm proud of her. And yeah. I want her to just be all things, you know, happy and, and, uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> all Who's things the, which... happy and, and, uh, you know, flourish over there but yeah. misty is in london but she my older daughter lives in london but like in kent oh, okay. outside like an hour and a half outside of, of london so yeah. scarlet can't stay with her right she has to stay in uh you know maybe with misty's in-laws or something like that but we're very proud of her wow so now now okay as a woman in the business and obviously you're proud of her but as a woman who's been through it and understands you know what it takes and what it entails what is it like do you are you just completely happy do you have fears for her do you think oh no do you prepare her to what for what Um, to expect I don't I I might have fears but she has so many guardian angels Hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um her daddy for one I mean we know so much about the business she wouldn't really be allowed to even go to a set by herself till mm-hmm. I'm guessing like mid twenties. It's like should be watched. Yeah. Um, and yet there are weird decisions that twenty year olds make mm-hmm. to that don't keep them safe all the time. True. And you can't True. you can't a crystal ball. But that could happen if she worked for IBM. Exactly. Yeah, that could happen yeah. if she worked for Apple. It's just yeah. it's a mean, ugly world out there mm-hmm. for women mm-hmm. and. Um, she's gorgeous too, mm-hmm. which is something I, I've always been pleased with my looks. Like they never got in the way. Mm-hmm. I never considered them like I am so hot or mm-hmm. I'll poor me. I hate the way I look. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I just always like being creative and mm-hmm. playing with my look, but she's 
gorgeous. Yes, she is. You know? <laughs> and she doesn't know it, you know. And so she just, she was, <laughs> she was telling me a story. I was taking her to some party. She was telling me she doesn't like parties <laughs> because um, guys walk up to her and want her immediate attention. She goes, mm-hmm. and you know how they are. You know how they'll all come up and say, you're the most pretty mm-hmm. girl I've ever seen. <laughs> I looked at her and I was like, no, I don't. I don't know that. Tell me more. I don't know about that. So oh she God, has so different funny. problems than I have. But uh, you know, I was funny. I was like the like a a character actress, but funny. And I like my looks. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just yeah. different. She will be up for different things. Of so course, the yeah. two short films she did in senior year, second, you know, the last semester of school. She starred in them both, didn't wow. she? You know, it's like every film studio, they come and they meet, they pin, they, they like get a bead on her five rows back and mm-hmm. want to talk to her and offer her scripts. And wow. that just wasn't my world. I had yeah. to go in and knock it out of the park in an audition room, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then she can do the work though. She has her daddy's gravitas, mm-hmm. you know? She is yeah. Kirk Acevedo and it's hilarious to see <laughs> If wow. not a little frightening. Yeah. Well, you know, that's interesting because in a way I almost had her experience, but I didn't because I was beautiful. Um, but I didn't have that kind of attention. I got the attention from the boys, but I didn't get yeah. the attention from Hollywood. And what's so interesting and what I've recently realized is <clears throat> I've been doing this whole I, I call it a spiritual journey for lack of a better word. I don't like the term spiritual because it has all this baggage and I'm just doing my own thing. But I'm I'm just kind of like looking at some of the things that shaped me. And when I was young, um, you know, first first I was a geek. Little girl, I was pretty. And then I had the really awkward years, awkward. And I was awkward and I had glasses Mm -hmm. and a big tummy and I was just really awkward. And then I blossomed and I became beautiful. And it, and, but I never felt that, like I never felt it. I heard it. And so I had all these people telling me, oh, you should be a model. You should be an actress. You're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. And I would hear it all the time. And especially like men liked me when I was a teenager, nothing ever gross happened, but I got a lot of attention from men because I looked like a woman. Mm -hmm. And so I got it in my head, like, okay, well, the outer world tells me I'm beautiful. And yeah, I can look in the mirror and I can understand that even though I was very self-critical. I understood it. So I had this belief in myself that I was going to succeed as an actor because everybody told me that I was beautiful. And then I got into acting. And basically what I heard from everybody with any kind of authority was, you're not good enough because. And it was like, I I remember I went in, I was just thinking about this last night. I went into, I think I was 18. (laughs) And this was just when we were heading toward heroin chic right? We were like the zero size models. And here I am six feet tall and I've got broad shoulders and broad bones and I wasn't really skinny, skinny. And I walked into one of those uh, modeling agencies where they had like the day where you could just walk in with Polaroids or something because I didn't have professional pictures. And, you know, I like look around and I see all the girls who are kind of like the Kate Moss type. And here I am. And I'm wearing something with shoulder pads. It was in the 80s. And I mean, I just did not look like a model. And the, the man was very nice to me. And he said, he, like, he took me aside. And he's like, you know what? Um, what I consider beautiful doesn't really matter. It's what the market considers beautiful. And right now, you don't have that look. You're beautiful, but you don't have the right look for us. And so mm-hmm. I realized it. And then, you know, casting directors told me I had to lose weight or I was too tall. And then, and then, I, then I basically took... Like, I had taken all that information in from other people. Oh, you should be a model. You should be an actress. And then when I was in the industry, they're like, oh, no, you can't because your looks. Your looks are going to keep you from it because you're just too big. You're bigger than the men. Even when you're thin, you're bigger, and you just don't have it. And it's like, so then what I did was I took all of that on, and I believed it. First, I believed I was going to make it because other people told me that I would. And then I believed I wasn't going to make it because other people told me that I wasn't going to make it. That's sad. You have to find a way. Every girl needs to find a way to not listen. Yes. And yeah, it's so I think that's the hardest part about growing up. What voices do you Mm -hmm. listen to and which ones do you immediately cancel out and Mm -hmm. say no good for me and they don't they don't have a place in my life. And it's being able to have guidance and somebody say, oh, that's ridiculous. That doesn't make sense. Don't listen to them, Mm -hmm. you know, or 
this is what you need to do. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's yes, hard. it is hard. And, and I can only imagine what that would be like to have a beautiful daughter going into that industry and, you know, knowing from my eyes, you know, obviously you have a different perspective, but like from my eyes, I, and of course I would not say you can't do it. I, I would totally encourage my kid to do whatever they wanted to do. But um, mm-hmm. I know that I would be frightened because of the things that I experienced. And it was just, you know, there was this one woman who told me that if I, I had to lose 20 pounds or I wouldn't be considered sexy. And Yes, she was not a very nice person. But um, because she said that, I launched into having an, you know, it was it was my launch into an eating disorder. I don't blame her for that because I, you know, I did it. But it was that remark that stuck in my head and I just allowed it to uh fortunately I didn't have an extreme eating disorder and it only lasted for a couple of years but you know I I I still experienced it and and uh, you know even though I didn't take the eating disorder with me my whole life I still take the self-criticism so and I'm still trying to learn how to overcome that (laughs) maybe one day (laughs) gotcha maybe one day I mean I hope that she I mean she's excited for now and I know that I think it's helped seeing my journey and Kirk's and the the huge disappointments along with the huge successes Mm -hmm. and that it is not it's always a mixed bag Mm -hmm. and so you know, nobody gets like a free ride and nobody get, has an easy time straight through. And every single job is like trying to cross a stream, jumping from one sinking, slippery, mossy rock to another sinking, mm-hmm. slippery, mossy rock at whatever level. Yeah. And you're going to show up and find 12 people that they consider your competition. Right. And they're all pretty mm-hmm. and they can all can take it from you. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of find your center and know what your value is and that's lean it. into that that's exactly it knowing what your value is i just never knew mine i never i never knew it and i'm starting to understand it now at almost 54 <laughs> mm-hmm. but i'm mm-hmm. i'm excited to see where scarlet goes and how far she's going to go and she's got a well, lot I think of charisma all of us are. i remember my older daughter watched her she was so funny um she was hilarious and she was always scarlet like from <laughs> the Mm get-go that level of confidence and I came out when she was three once and she had her shirt tucked up you know you like tuck your shirt up and tie it through you know like you're gonna be a a racy little girl in the 70s remember you did that like this is what she was doing at three (laughs) had her sunglasses on and I'm like what are you doing just questioning not judging what are you doing she turns around without she says I'm rehearsing for my stadium show <laughs> that is so I'm effing cute. Personally, for my stadium show, like, and I'll need you to be quiet. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. So Misty said, my older daughter was like, you know, mommy, we're all gonna work for Scarlet one day. Just everybody. <laughs> she's just very funny. She's yeah. very funny. I mean, she she looks the way she looks, and then she's as as tough as she looks and come across. But then she's very funny. Wow. It'll be interesting. It'll be yes. interesting to see. The funniest, she had a, a meeting just to say, hey, this is who she is mm-hmm. from the casting director that put Kirk and myself in the show we met on. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that would love to have been a fly on the wall. Oh, wow. And he, his, his response was, oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Captivating. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's exciting. You That's know, so cool. She has to grow as, a, as an artist and mm-hmm. go get those other jobs and build her resume and mm-hmm. decide what she's going to do. But, you know, her struggles won't be mine and mm-hmm. mine won't be hers. Everyone is individual, mm-hmm. you know, like like each one of your kids. No exactly, career yeah. trajectory is the same. And, right. But she a lot of qualified, worthy, loving people as her, you know, kitchen cabinet right. that help advise and hopefully lead her in, down, you know, a road to success. Unfortunately, yeah. she knows that as a woman, there's mm-hmm. a ticking clock exactly. on her. Exactly. And so that's you just why I support out, her yeah. other things. Like, you may hate this, babe. You may hate this. So right. you you should figure out something you might want to drop in and do right. while you're pursuing this. Because you may just hate it and want to leave. You don't have to do this. Yeah. So what? You look a certain way. So what? You right. could do this. 
what if you hate it? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to give her a focus on your happiness and your self-worth are worth a whole lot too, Mm -hmm. you know, not just making a living. Although there are, you know, that's that Dostoevsky quote, my famous, famous, my favorite, money is coined liberty. You can do what you want, but you need money. (laughs) That's so effing true. That is so true. Uh Oh my God. We have to take a quick little break and we'll be back after this message. Oh, hey, it's Kimberly, the host of the podcast you're listening to right now. Are you my patron on Patreon? If not, it's really easy to sign up. Just go to patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out all the tiers. I do a patrons only show after every free show and I talk about whatever. It can get crazy in there. So again, just go to patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out the tiers and become my patron today. Thank you. Okay, we're back. Um, okay, so I want to ask you now, and like moving over into the couple political things we're going to talk about, but um, Roe, uh, they're going to strike down Roe, and mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, what what do you think is going to happen as a result? And 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 it's a two part question. Just general, what do you think is going to happen? And do do you think, or what effect do you think it will have on the midterms? Um. I think they'll be successful in overturning it. And I think that it will have a huge effect on the midterms and not in the way that they want. Right. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that we will be outraged Mm -hmm. and driving every 18-year-old girl we know to the polls, you know? I hope hope that's the way it goes. I hope that's what's going to happen. I mean, Scarlett's still young. She's still 17 till Mm -hmm. November. But, like, all her friends are turning 18, and they're they're the most politically minded. Really? understanding what has been taken from them i mean she has to consider you know what state you visit in yeah up as a 20 year old what if you have an ectopic pregnancy are they going to be able to take care of you and save your life or are they going to say no yeah you know right where are you can you take a job in that state and i and i hope that it does affect each state that I mean, this heartbeat yeah. law is so, so silly. Mm-hmm. It's so silly. Um, and what they think of women is mm-hmm. just monstrous. Do they yeah. really think that women get to be six months pregnant and just go, mm-hmm. you know what? This isn't going to be for me. Right. Yeah, Let's and just I don't think they the think. Mission. Yeah, That's I don't think they think, think that. Of women and That's not the case nobody does that the same with guns you know they want to come and take all your guns no you know we have guns (laughs) but you just you you, i'm so happy to have a license and to have everyone recorded for everybody and for them to be way more expensive yeah you know like a car Mm -hmm. make it like a car you have the right to have a car Mm -hmm. but no one says it has to be five (laughs) dollars right right and you know as as far as your gun but guess what it's twenty thousand dollars right it's got you know i remember chris rock said something like make each bullet cost five thousand dollars or something like that and you know that's how you sell it yeah like a hundred fifty dollars right just like and if if every billionaire i mean maybe this is magical thinking but if (laughs) billionaires would just stop going into space and trying to buy twitter and Mm -hmm. do a buyback program for assault rifles like you know how many moms and girlfriends and baby mamas would take those guns and Mm -hmm. get you know a thousand dollars or five thousand or whatever you're going to buy and would do that for the money yeah a hundred percent back yeah the one thing i think doesn't own them as somebody wanted to like point out to me like well it doesn't work because it's not the government so why are you buying them i said you're really coming at me with some because of the definition of the thing i just give people money and get them yeah and it's worked in other countries i think they did that on australia in australia it's so embarrassing how we deal with all this i mean i can barely i can barely tune into the horrors of uvalde because i I can't i know like it i I have so much to do on my plate and the idea of seeing those little faces and i watch it and i i have but i lose my entire day i know like those parents and then i want to get on a you know, on a car and just drive to Texas and try to lend some comfort. Here, yeah. hold Ripley. It's all I have. <laughs> Ripley. We haven't even talked about Ripley. Um, Ripley. Which I'm sure we will in a second. But I just want to yeah. say that I 
I believe with everything in me that the Republican leaders do not believe that women decide at six, seven, eight months that they just want to have an abortion. But what they do is they make their voters believe that. There was a, yep. um, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a girl that I used to know who she actually voted for Trump. But before she voted for Trump, she and I had a conversation and she said something like all these women are getting um, they're, they're using abortion as birth control. And I and I was like, like meaning having multiple abortions. And and I mm -hmm. said, well, first of all, abortion is literally birth control. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's controlling whether or not you give birth. And I said, mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. And I said, but you know what you're talking about is yes, there are women who have had more than one abortion, but that's not usually the go-to. It's not like oh, I'm just gonna have sex, and if I get pregnant, I'm gonna go have an abortion. That's not mm -hmm. what we do. You know, and, and, and the funny thing is, is that even though that's not what we do, the the legislators, these fascist type legislators want their idiot lemming base to believe it. I should say hateful lemming base because they are just hateful mm -hmm. and they buy into all of it and then they just buy yeah. it up as if it's real. And what so, so go ahead. I've had so many people hiss back at me like, <laughs> sure, that's what they want to use it for. Like what do you think of women? You really do hate them that you think yeah. they go into it with just don't care. Right. Get, well, I mean, what's wrong with the morning after pill? Why are they against that? Yeah. Why, where's your heartbeat at that? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, and to be completely brutally sobering, they unplugged my dad. He had a heartbeat. Right. Yeah. But broke, but his heart was beating. You know, that wasn't the issue. It's like, so it's not about that. It's not about they the heartbeat. They did that as we all decided as a family mm -hmm. that he was no longer who he was or viable and there was nothing that you know, life after that, mm -hmm. like the, you know, yeah. make the cells are not at three and four months and that's the only time you can test to see if yeah. there are huge abnormalities that would, you know, render them pain in pain for the rest of their little mm -hmm. lives that they couldn't even keep for 18 hours you yeah. know it's like there's just horrible situations i don't think any woman should have to carry a baby that she knows has died oh my god you know, I know. after like eight months now you just you you're getting into some very gray area mm -hmm. yes there are abortions in the bible stop it <laughs> yeah. we've seen it i've seen it and i've read it for myself so mm -hmm. it absolutely exists don't talk to me about the sanctity of all life mm -hmm. when there are verses saying, go in and kill every man, woman, and child. Wow. Well, where's the sanctity of life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why are we to that? Oh, it's that you get to decide right. with wearing your Bible as mm -hmm. a hat <laughs> whose lives are important mm -hmm. after you filtered it through your favorite cherry-picked verses. That's why. <laughs> and we're not supposed to have any laws based on religion Anyway, so it's oh, like it there's even that be a too. Thing. Shouldn't yeah. even be a thing. I mean, I, that's what my I, my relatives will say that. That's that's the founding fathers intended. That's the founding fathers <laughs> founding fathers who had slaves. <laughs> who had slaves, and you couldn't even vote unless you owned land anyway. Yeah. and you, you were know? a white man, right? And a man. So it's like what? What? And and they would. I don't know. It's just so wrongheaded, yeah. and they've just divided into these camps. And I did like what Matthew McConaughey said. We're we're not as far apart as just general people, yeah. as they make us think. Yes. Just there is a very loud, hot-headed mm -hmm. base that has the Mr. Microphone over mm -hmm. there in GOP land, and nobody's shutting them down. You got to shut yeah. him down. Well, I definitely have a newfound respect for Matthew McConaughey. And, you know, I didn't want him to run for governor just because he's got no experience. I wouldn't mind if he wants to run for something like city council and, you yep. know, do what you need to do to go through the ranks. But don't depend on your celebrity to put yep. you into yeah, that no, kind of position. No, we don't need that again. No. We don't need yeah, that. we've seen that before. We've seen that show before mm -hmm. and it didn't really work out. And that's not to say that he wouldn't do a good job. I mean, people loved the job Al Franken did. Let's not get into the touching women part mm -hmm. but the job that he did people were really happy so it's not to say that if you were a performer you wouldn't be able to do it it's just that you shouldn't use your performer celebrity status to catapult you at the top where you should start mm -mm. where everybody else has to start because this is not yeah. acting and um the other thing i wanted to ask you is a couple more things um now the same question about the gun debate do you feel first of all 
do you how do you feel it will affect the midterms and then do you feel that this particular conversation that we're having is going to be a different one is it going to result in a, a different situation what's your uh, gut i mean it feels different but i i don't have a crystal ball yeah but it feels like collectively we're all just so sick of this yes yeah. it's so brutal and embarrassing internationally mm -hmm. to like here's this and how we are okay with our children you know it's like it, it's crazy mm -hmm. that we allow this it's crazy it that an 18 year old can go get an ar-15 that's craziness mm -hmm. um it shouldn't and background checks absolutely mm -hmm. red flag laws how are we going to enforce those we need them yeah. but what are we going to do yeah people on social media i mean it's going to turn you into you know I heard this, but if someone is bragging about their AR-15s and they're a kid and they're weirdly aggressive mm -hmm. and violent, <laughs> yeah, we need a whole task force, yeah. you know, devoted to tracking down those kids in the next 10 minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we should also, you know, look into the insurance factor, you know, like the, the, the companies who sell guns or who, the, the, the people who make the guns, they should be held responsible financially just like the cigarette companies were and mm -hmm. if we did something like that it's going to change it it will change and you know i think you know add into it if 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 we've got culturally if we can come together we've got this 70 you know i mean i think the statistics are different so like for background checks maybe it's 80 percent and for you know banning ar-15s it's 60 percent or whatever but the average is about 70 percent of americans are kind of all on the same page here as far as what we want so culturally we have to figure out to you know how to you know th whether it's through psas whether it's through some kind of shaming um, I don't know, but we need to, you know, and we, we, we got cigarettes out of, or we, yeah, we got cigarettes out of restaurants. We got them out of buildings. And in some cases now you can't even smoke. There's, there's one town, I think in California where you're not even allowed to smoke anywhere at all, which, right. you know, I don't, whether I agree with that, it happens. So I'm just saying that you can, we can do this. It's just the only way we're going to get it done is if we vote. So then that takes me to that second question. How do you think this particular gun debate is going to affect the midterms? I think that it will help people like Beto a whole lot. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. You know, it was his state that this right. happened. Yeah. I hope that for once people just stop listening to what Republicans say Democrats want and actually listen yeah. to Democrats. We're Democrats. You, we, I, I've never once said you shouldn't ever be able to have a gun. Mm -hmm. I think you need all of the rules in place. Mm -hmm. You need a safe that locks it down from mm -hmm. kids in your household that yeah. don't know your combination. Do, 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 mm -hmm. do, do, six digit. <laughs> you know, you, that's what you need mm -hmm. if you have guns. Yeah. I'm totally okay with no one having an AR-15. Right. And that, like, I don't know why that sends people into hysterics who cares you can't go buy a grenade what are you what are you crying about protect yourself just yeah. no more no more with the ar-15 yeah. of it oh god but and those then, poor parents had to go through and identifying their children mm. should never happen no it shouldn't happen no no it shouldn't and it's just fucking heartbreaking um and then the other thing about of course tonight we're going to see the hearings they're going to start tonight so a, are uh -huh. you, you going to watch them? And B, do you think they'll have any effect on the midterms? You know, I don't know what they're going to say. I have a feeling I know. I don't know if there's any big surprises. Mm -hmm. um, I'm fairly sure it'll be received as just normal, political, you know. Right. Fair, you know, like, oh, it's just stupid. It's, mm -hmm. I can tell the way they're going to think about it. It's what the normal person on the street mm -hmm. hears if mm -hmm. there's something revealed that because i know the way it's being couched mm -hmm, you know even mm -hmm. by the people in my family who know and people who were there and people it was just a demonstration yeah. it got out of hand you know and mm -hmm. that's the way they want to no one wants to take responsibility how is it any different than black lives matter mm -hmm. movie you know and you don't want to take responsibility for your far end you know fringe groups that light police stations on fire and mm -hmm. that's what they're equating it to yeah. that's exactly what they're doing so how but i think if they can show trump 
and the White House literally organizing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And from the beginning, it may have some impact. But I don't have a lot of hope that that particular they're just gonna they're just gonna call it partisan politics exactly that's what i think is gonna happen and i think the biggest uh i mean i'll probably watch it but i'll be walking in and out and if i get annoyed with what i hear or what the pushback (laughs) is but if there's interesting reveals Mm -hmm. i'm all for it you know well considering what i do i'll be watching every moment and uh i feel like though you're right that i think they're the it's been a year and a half and mm-hmm. the, 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 it's already out there. For anybody who's mm-hmm. interested in understanding what's going on, if you pay attention and, and follow what happened, then you either go into like the, what you're talking about, your relatives, my relatives too, who just want to mm-hmm. say, oh, it was just a dust up or whatever they want to yeah. call it. And then, yeah. and then there are people who go, okay, uh, people died, the cops were murdered. So I don't know what new information is going to... I mean, and we know that Trump organized it. It's just, can they prove it? And uh-huh. even if they can prove it, is it going to convince? I know it's not going to convince any of the Trump supporters, but the hope is, and the same thing goes with whether it's guns or Roe v. Wade, half the country doesn't vote. And so uh-huh. it's the people who aren't uh-huh. paying attention. Maybe this will grab their attention and it might, yeah. it might make a difference. We've got these three things, you know, that are big fucking deals right now. One, six hearings. We've got you know, the Roe v. Wade thing, and then we've got uh, the gun, so the, the gun issue. Yeah. And I think, I think those the gun are issue for Roe v. Wade is going to be the number one uh, inspiration for yes. getting younger people out to vote. Yes. I think the seriousness and the gra- that, that of what's at stake has come full circle, and they understand. Yeah. Um, ridiculous what our children have to deal with completely. going to school. You know, ridiculous yeah. that at the time of Sandy Hook, my seven-year-old had to look at me and ask Kirko and I over dinner so I just want you to tell me do I run or play dead oh that was what she wanted to know just tell me what to do wow and we didn't know what to say and then she was so upset because she knew that Kirk would come and try to save her Mm -hmm. and she's like mommy you have to promise me this is like Sophie's Choice there are some really funny moments in Sophie's Choice (laughs) so about this whole horrible issue when she was little Sandy Hook happened she she took me aside into a private room away from Kirk she's like mommy Mm. if there's an active shooter at my school you have to hit daddy over the head with a frying pan and knock him out so that he won't come and try to rescue us with his gun because then they'll think he's the shooter and they'll kill him oh oh my god what a horrible responsibility to put on a child I mean, that's uh-huh. sweet. And, and like all her references pulled together of cartoons, school shootings, mm-hmm. and a daddy who she knew would come and save her. Right. That's all she, those three references right. are. Wow. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's the end of our political conversation. So we had to have some political conversation. But gotcha. um, one of the things that I like to do, and I haven't asked you, I did ask your husband and his answers were fucking hilarious as usual oh, no. um but so we're going to do the bernard pivot questionnaire that they always do on inside the actor's studio because it's a good okay. way to end the show and it's like a fun way so okay the the idea here i'm sure you know is just off the top of your head and whatever comes is what you have to say so starting with the first what is your favorite word um cherish what is your least favorite word work <laughs> what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Joy. What turns you off? Work. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are like the same person. Uh, what is your favorite curse word? Um, kind of fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? This in my ear. What is that? I don't know. It's just a little... Tick, 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 tick. Huh. Just, I don't, it just, it just, it just, it makes it. I like it. I don't know. Oh, what yeah. sound or noise do you hate? Um, the ripping of tape open, hmm. like duct tape. Mm-hmm. Like, cause yeah. we, that happened in Florida. We were packing stuff up after Hoot. Scarlett was a baby and they ripped the length of the tape and she shook <laughs> and then screamed for like 20 minutes. Like oh it was God. so awful. And she's, she's hated boo jump scares ever since. Aww. So I blame the tape and I hate this. <laughs> Uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? 
I would like to write a children's book starring Ripley, and that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Yay! Oh, my God. Yay. I have to ask you that um, about that. But uh, what profession would you not like to do? Hmm, I would not like to honestly sadly teach school right mm. now yeah be All really right. sad like I would be so conflicted yeah. and not know what to do and what my place is it's so important mm -hmm. and yet I I would be so scared yeah so I have deep respect for them and and salute them I cannot even understand That's why I'm constantly retweeting teachers yes. yeah. lists yeah because I respect it but I wouldn't want to do it yeah because I, I would be scared I don't blame you to be oh. responsible babies no yeah exactly i mean that would be it would be very difficult okay so yep. the last one on this list is if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates um well done that good and faithful <laughs> servant <laughs> that's, that's it that uh you did a good job and i saw it that's it awesome so okay before i let you go though tell us a little tiny bit about this book oh okay so we have a publisher, and it's going to be released wow. both online and then for, it's uh, uh, for young juveniles. It's a it's a picture book uh -huh. with a rhyming verse that that we have pulled up, and it's Ripley's first book, oh. and it has a very nice Susian kind of syncopated rhyme to it. And her pictures are it starts with Baby Ripley. That's why it's yeah. kitten, only kitten, kitten stuff, and we'll move on and from yeah. there. So I just found that I take way too many pictures that I love showing <laughs> of Ripley. So we just wanted to turn it into something that hopefully little kids can enjoy and come back to, to, you know, read again and have read again wow, and again. that's so cool. And, you know, I mean, I got to say those pictures that you take are so, they're so great. I mean, I've taken pictures, a lot of pictures of my cats, but you find the personality and Ripley has such a face. Oh, my God. She's she does, so... She gives good face. Yeah, good she, she gives yeah, good face. She just is her own thing. Mm -hmm. She really, really is. And I'd like to do a, a show of her pictures and I've got to get my own space and I want to print them onto, I think, you know, some mm -hmm. kind of metal because that suits her. Yes. And play with it and do a show of all her favorite, my wow. favorite pictures of her because yeah. I, I love them too wow well we're just so grateful for you and for Ripley and for everybody and um, before I let you go I kept you five minutes longer but before I let you go tell everybody where they can find you uh, you can find me at Kirsten Warren on Twitter and same uh, Kirsten Warren real Kirsten Warren on Instagram um, and at Starbucks most days <laughs> well I have included those links in the Patreon description of course I am Author Kimberly, L-E-Y, on Twitter. My books are on Amazon. Kirsten, I love you. I love Kirk. I love you more. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you take care. Thanks, babe. Bye. Bye-bye. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.